Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. The newly formed animation company, Spire Animation Studios, has created a new way to produce animated movies that is game-changing for filmmaking. Most recently, they have announced two new films in development, Century Goddess and Trouble with Danny McBride. Today, I'm joined by two of the creative directors at Spry Animation Studios to discuss this new venture, Michael Surrey and Sean Krauss. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hello. I haven't checked my uh, background or my look yet, so. <laughs> How are you doing today, Sean? Good. How are you doing? Good. I was literally just looking at myself going, God damn, I need a haircut right now. It's kind of <laughs> a little bit messy right now. I made the mistake of shaving off the beard earlier this week. So it's just showing off uh, a lot of what's been created <laughs> during the pandemic. So, so yeah, yeah. Similar thing right now. Just kind of waking me, up and seeing what I look like. <laughs> let me get one thing. I'll raise this up a little bit. So one sure second. Hey, Michael, how are you? We're good. How are you? Look good. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. Welcome. Sean's a brick wall. Look at that. That's yeah, no, he, he said that he just wants to do it from back there, I guess, the whole time. Oh, he's showing his illusional life again. I, I <laughs> had to re- I'm using it to lift up my... Uh, my- How disrespectful. <laughs> How disrespectful to the <laughs> life, using it as a as a propping tool. It's symbolic. It's foundational. I'm going to write... Doing. I'm writing that one down, too. I'm going to send that to the animation gods. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I really do appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I, I'm the first thing that um, comes to mind right away in looking over um, all of your collective bodies of work and seeing everything you've done. Um, what made you want to join Spire at this point? Because you guys are kind of have worked on some of the greatest animated films and some of just, in my opinion, some of the best films of the last 30 years as well. So what made you decide to change, go off on this kind of uh, new venture together? Cool. Mike, uh, you go. Uh, well, you know, it, I mean, having been lucky enough to be a part of uh, like Disney in the nineties, when it was sort of their new birth of like their second golden era, right? It was, you know, you're in, you're in the middle of doing it and you don't really think that it's like this, amazing time and history of animation but because you're just like head down work 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 you know hopefully i get to stay on for the next movie and then looking back at it you know having you know moved forward from there decades later you just kind of like go wow i was pretty an amazing period in my career so you're kind of looking for something not 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 something to top it as as much as just something that you sort of get clarity as to what it is that you're looking to do next. And I think part of, for me, Spire was really kind of intriguing to me because it was the challenge of taking something from nothing and trying to build something to that level, to the level that I knew of with the, with the years at Disney in the nineties. Like, you know, once you've kind of done, got to that level where you see the success of something that you've, you know, work down for like years and then you see it and you go, well, I hope this is, I hope this Lion King thing works out, you know, and then it does, you're just like, oh. So now it's like Spire is sort of that idea of now looking at it from a different, from a different angle as being more of a helping to build it versus being the recipient of the build, you know? So it was just a challenge more than anything. I think at this point in my career, it's been 30 years, I thought, 
you know, it, it'll be a, it'll be an exciting way to sort of top a, a, a long career in animation. I guess it's the, the difference between starting with Disney, who is clearly, like you said, they were at the start of a second golden age at that point in time, but that's established as established gets Disney animation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, I, yeah, there has to be something of a unknown path that you're carving right now where it's a little bit almost like an entrepreneur where you're starting your own shop to some degree and you're creating the foundation at this point yeah absolutely what about for you sean yeah um i think for me it's a couple things uh one you know when i started at pixar it was you know a good fortune i mean uh going in right before toy story you know I, i was drawn to the sensibilities of the company um and it was sort of like Muppets meets Disney meets Warner Brothers and that kind of in that vein. And, you know, I was really lucky to be a part of so many successful films. And but ultimately you get to a point where I think and I've heard this I could, you know, even with Mike and everyone else we're working with is that it is great. And you've, you've experienced that kind of lucky, you know, great success. But it's the people you're working with that make that um, important going forward. You're like, oh, I can work, work on any film and it's going to be a really, it could, it could be a great thing, but I want to spend this time in my life with people I enjoy working with. And so Brad's mantra, uh, Brad Lewis's mantra when we came in or his way of hiring people, his mindset was, I want to work with people I invite over for Thanksgiving dinner. And I thought that was, that was great. And so it was that mixed with, you know, opportunity to grow beyond what I was doing at Pixar and equal parts getting scrappy again, because, you know, it's, it's like anything you get, you get to be that big, you get to be, you know, that successful. It gets to be a little more, you you kind of do what you do in a very surgical way. So to get back and tip your, your skills, you know, use all your skills like you did it, like I did and Mike did it at art school, like Cal arts, we were, we were, doing story, we were doing animation, we were doing character design, we're doing all these things. And then the more you hone one skill, you, you know, you, you don't want to lose sight of all the things you can do and you contribute towards. Oh, that's really, that's really interesting. I would never think about it in the sense of the equivalent of when I was in film school and you get a couple of people with a 16 millimeter camera that you had access to over the weekend and just throwing something together where you have to, you know, you, you learn how to do sound, you learn how to edit, yeah. you learn how to do all those things because nobody else is going to do it for you. So right. it, animation, it just seems like such a huge thing when you look at it and you see the process behind it at the level that you guys at where I, I, I never think about it in that grad school level where, you know, it's just a couple of kids really just kind of scrappy putting something together. And are, are you re-engaging with that sort of, uh, 22 year old version of yourselves again at this point to some degree. I think so. I think in that, you know, it's, it's funny as you say it that way too, it makes me go, that's kind of what we're doing with unreal. It's like, we're all figuring out how to use this tool and there's no set way to do it. And I think that's what was exciting for me at Pixar was that we were coming up with ways to do computer animation because some of it had been done, but how do we, push each film a little more. And so Mike and I, when we're doing the kind of test, we did a test for one of our films um, and it was all just like, we can do this, but then how do we use this kind of cool feature, but make it customized for what we want to do? So what is that new feature that you're working with now? 
Uh, well, movie. yeah. The movie. Sorry, go ahead. Chris. What were you saying? Would, uh, the, the, from like a new technology or the new kind of uh, the the new tool set that you're learning now. Well, I, I, what comes to mind for me is that like we got in we got in on a test we were doing, and they were, they were kind of showing the power of Unreal. This is like a year and a half ago or a year ago. Mm. And um, Josh, too, one of the guys we work with, was saying, look, you can you want trees here? And they had like a brush tool, basically. And you go, the trees are this big. And then they go, uh, can we make them shorter? Yeah. And he just used the, and it would just scale the trees down or remove trees. And so that's a really cool thing. And it was out of the box. But we go, OK, in a feature, though, we want to design those plants to be like our film. So how do we, you know, put our plants in there and our look? and control that and design that, not just have it be something we take off the shelf. Hmm. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a test that we were trying to a test a pipeline because again, we're starting with nothing. Right. So we just wanted to find, okay, we're going to use unreal. How do we use it? How do we build a pipeline to make a movie with this new tool? And to Sean's point, I mean, it was eye opening to me when uh, Josh Kuturan, who's who knows unreal, was showing us, you know, via Zoom, you know, we're all connected via Zoom. So you're like seeing him do stuff. You're just like, he was playing God with environment. So like, what the, hey, and we just got all caught up and like, oh, can you move the sun over there? Yeah. <laughs> can you turn it yeah. off? He goes, yeah, sure. So it was just all these cool, and then, and again, your mind starts to go, oh my God, I got all these buttons and things we get to play with. But then to Sean's point, we have to go, yeah, okay, wait a minute. We need it to, we needed to do this. This is the look of our movie. Can it do this? Um, don't know yet. You know, so now it's the process of us trying to figure out how to make what we want to do in that engine. That's, that's beyond powerful. It's just insane how, what it can do. Um, and if we can do it, I mean, I think it's just going to be such a, a cool experience um, making the movie as well as the end result. I think. How far into it are you at this point? Uh, er, well, pretty early. I, I think it's, I mean, we're just, um, sort of, we just had a screening of, uh, first film that we're working on, which is trouble. <laughs> um, and, and so it's pretty early. I mean, we're, it, it seemed like, you know, it's that idea of like, I mean, if anybody's had to do any kind of remodeling of a home or you're building something, you get, you see the plans and you go, Oh my God, it's going to look so great. And then, and then it just takes forever to get, and then all of a sudden a room pops up and you go, Oh, there it is. And then it, and, and then, so we're at the point of where the framing's kind of going up and we're starting to see like, Oh, that's a good, that's the living room. That's the, you know, the kitchen. And you can kind of start to see the building blocks of what we're doing now happening, but it's, it's little bit at a time, you know, if it's, if it's just an environment test that, that somebody's done, um, it's pretty early, but um, it's, it's, I mean, it's exciting because people are constantly that we work with are saying, Hey, we figured out this. Hey, we figured out that. And you're like, Oh, what, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and is that, um, I, that, that's really interesting because I always think of um, animation through the context of limitations and the idea that you can, I, I, I remember at one point in time, I think maybe it was Monsters, Inc. or something like that. And it was just the way that fur moved in the wind the first time I saw that. And it was just mind-blowing. You kind of see that and you take that for granted at this point in the way you're able to do fire and water and things as you see that technology evolve. 
Um, is this because you're kind of changing what you're working with at this point? Is this kind of that reset where you're not as unlimited in the possibilities now where you kind of have to work with this particular tool set and find your way into what and work with that and through it? Um, not unlike the way I was talking about, you know, a couple of kids with a 16 millimeter camera, you know, we're making Desperado, you have a dog, you have a bus and you have a guitar case. Okay, let's go make that movie. Yeah. So is this kind of like you're working in that framing to some degree on a much larger I, scale, I think, obviously? I, you know, it's, you know, I don't know if it's limited. I think it's more about how do we bring over the tools we know and use and the way we, we think about working like it, um, like how do we think of character animation versus like automated kind of physics, that mm. kind of thing. How do we think about, you know, this is an engine that's like you push play and there you go, there's the world and your real time versus very specific point of view, filmmaker choices, art choices, and cutting that, e editing that, you know, and, and moving the camera and that engine how do we make you know how do we marry that technology it's not you can't do it but like what is what's that trick to uh to re realizing that how do we build those the tools we need into that engine and not have to go out and into the engine so um and then there's other aspects of it uh you know uh rendering uh, the movie at a, at a future level um so there's all these little aspects to, to think of, like, what does that mean in the engine as opposed to being maybe limited by something? It's more about how, do, how, how does that come to fruition? That makes sense. And then how do you decide, because if you're working from story first, I'm assuming, how do you decide on these specific elements? Sorry, man. Wife just got home, so the dog is going nuts. Um, figure my bets here. I thought that was Sean's dog, so... <laughs> So how do you decide on um, what elements to use to tell the story from a visual perspective? Uh, what elements in what way? Yeah, like if, if to push forward. So if you're thinking of something in a, you know, you're talking about the idea of this uh, landscape and how you can have something that, are you going for a photorealistic idea of this? Or are you going for something that's a little bit more impressionistic, something that has a um that spin on it where you're kind of you know it's not it's next to real but not quite there where it's just a little bit off and how do you decide well that I mean, kind of a look i think the look is dependent on on what you want what's best for the movie right so uh, i mean we've got we were lucky that we've got ricky nierva who's who's our production designer who's amazing and you know his his portfolio of work is you know long and amazing is all his years at Pixar and, and his, it's, it's really like whatever his sort of mind is saying that the look of this movie should be. I think that's where we have to start and say, well, Ricky says, you know, just for simplicity, it's, he wants everything to be in squares, like squares, everything square shapes. And then, okay, let's put it in here. Can this engine do that? Can we make it do that? You know, and let, let us determine what we need versus what the, what like, a, a powerful engine like unreal can give us um again it sort of goes back to your example of having a 60 millimeter camera a guitar and a bus if you're mm -hmm. limited so now what kind of movie can you make with what you have we are kind of at the other side of it where we're being given like you know a 35 millimeter camera and it's got endless film in it and we've got a whole crew and we've got all these things 
and your mind could go, oh my God, we, we can make Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. You know, why not? You know, and, and your mind starts to go like crazy places, right? Where if you can just sort of focus on what it is that you need for what, for what says your, what, what best tells the story you want to tell, that's, I think that's the trick for us is to say, A, can you do what we want it to do? and not get distracted by all the cool stuff that it can give you, right? And then leaning, and then it, and then you start kind of cheating, you start to lean more like, well, for free, we get all this stuff for free, why don't we just use that? You know, and then you say, no, 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 we don't want to do that, you know? And to your point, I think there was, and I, again, maybe this is because I'm just so new to the Unreal Engine, it, um, I'm naive in this way, but it felt like, things wanted to go very realistic with the gaming engine felt like things were going leaning that way so we were kind of going like okay how do we pull back and make make artistic choices and stylistic choices on this and not go too too simplified but go into that realm of you know of disney pixar dreamworks film and make those choices how does that equate one-to-one and i and i think going back to the other issue too is that one of the things that I think we're going to have, we're trying to figure out is it's great to step away from maybe a, a traditional pipeline of working where you say, okay, art, for example, draw the characters. Okay. These are the designs. Now we're going to move into you know, to modeling these characters. Okay. You're done. Now go to here. Now go to animation. Now go to, you know, and, and if we can all work together, it's really exciting, but then you go, how do we do that without undermining or stepping on each other's toes? Because it's all now, happening at the same time um you know if you want to change a look or a light or move a building there's ramifications to those choices even though you can do that you know you really then you have to watch what you did and be aware of it and then what is there going to be a difference in the type of stories that you're telling at spire than you were telling at uh pixar disney dreamworks is it going to be in that same, or are you going to be able to, I know the first one you're doing, you're working with Danny McBride. So, um, but I mean, he's one of those guys that does a little bit of everything. So that could mean about a million different things working with Danny <laughs> McBride. So, yeah. um, but I mean, did, are you going to be able to push things into more of an adult direction or is it still going to be more towards the family oriented films? And I think we're, we're just, I, I think we definitely have the, the idea that we can push it to the line, you know, and we don't have to, we don't have the certainly the 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 rules that might apply to certainly a Disney. You know, I mean, working there, there's there's a lot of rules because I mean, rightfully so, they have to protect the look of their characters, and their characters mean a lot to a lot of people. And and you do something, and I remember when I was there, and if you did something that they didn't like, they let you know it. You know, the Disney Army just they came out and told you like, uh, why is Mickey doing this? You know, they get all, they got crazy upset. We don't, we don't have that concern, but we also don't want to like take advantage of that and just make it like, oh, we can do whatever we want now. Our characters can, can cuss and we can, you know, do violent stuff. And, you know, because that, that just like, even when you see animation that is, that is that you just, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it feels like, it's all in the story that we're trying to tell. Like we can just tell a, a, a good story and it, and yes, could it, is it on par with a Disney or DreamWorks or a Pixar? That's up to you to decide. But if it, if it's pushing, if we have a, a bit of a higher ceiling that we can go to, 
then great. I think that's the benefit of us again being small and new. There's no history yet, so we're we're hopefully with this movie with Danny, it's going to be sort of a let like what you had said. It's you know we could be we can do many things. Um, so there's no real rules for us yet that we have to work. I think it's probably going to emanate from our group. It, you know, one of the things was going into Pixar again. Like I felt like there was a sensibility you could already feel about the commercials and the shorts that they had done. So you kind of understood a bit of what that was and that attracted like minds. And that's why that I think blossomed the way it did. So right now we haven't really produced a big thing yet or a short. So I think it's going to be fun to see what our sensibilities when we all come together, what that adds up to. I think it's a, always a good thing to have more voices that are out, outside from that, I don't know, stable, those established kind of voices that you have and to be able to tell different stories. And even if it's just minor tweaks to it and doing things a little bit different that could, and not violence for the sake of violence, or I mean, that can be in right. an adult film and I don't want to see, you know, anything gratuitous for the sake of it. it fits the story. I'm all on board. I don't care. You know, I went yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of my favorite films, but it's because <laughs> that all works for that story. Um, exactly. it, but then if it's something where it's just doing that for the the shock of it, the scare of it, because you can, right? I, I guess there's like that 16 year old in me that might get a kick out of that for a second, but it's yeah. not going to be something I ever revisit. Exactly. And I think, it, and I think you, yeah, you're going for the, the quick, cheap sort of, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, that's cool. But then, like you say, right after you're just sort of like, okay, now, now what? Oh, well, we, you haven't heard this character swear yet. This is him swear. <laughs> and then you're like... Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. You can you can swear, but like, okay, why are they here and what's going on? Like, what's the story? Like, you get past it pretty quick. So, yeah. um, again, unless it's unless it's part of the story and it's a needed element, okay. But don't lean on it to the point where, hey, we don't have to worry about all that stuff, so we can, you know, do crazy violent stuff, or we can have characters swear. But it's just like it just eventually gets super old very fast. Um, yeah, it's a it's empty calories for ninety minutes, and you you know you cotton candy's great, but you don't want to sit down and eat it for yeah. an hour and a half straight. It's it's not yeah. gonna your teeth are gonna rot out by the uh, end of it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, is there anything any stories that you wanted to tell or directions that you wanted to go that you weren't able to do? Things that you've kind of had in the back of your mind that you can now play with in this new sandbox. Good question. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know what they are yet, but, uh, but, uh, I, I mean, we have, we have like the beginnings of some early development. I mean, super early development, uh, of other films. Um, and it's kind of cool because they arrange their, their, their range is everything. I mean, it's musical. It's, uh, you know, this one's a little bit more fantasy based and, you know, so they're, they're kind of, but again, they're just ideas. You're just sitting. Uh, the great thing about being small like this is we can go, hey, would it be great to see a movie about, you know, this, you know, whatever it is. And then someone will go, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you start to actually build it. And then it becomes sort of one of many that we're trying to develop. Um, and it can happen quick. You know, we can quickly get in. There's not like that, that stepping stones that you have to go through through a bigger studio to kind of get that idea to actually be considered as a real possible film 
Um, I think the debate probably becomes like even that look wise, you, you, I think a lot of it is if you're trying to do something simplified or stylized or uh, you're not using all the, all the tools you have in a company or the machines to their f- full potential, then it looks cheap or, or it doesn't look like we can't do that. And so I, it makes up the question of like, well, what does it mean um, to have that uh, that studio's um, reputation or look or style, are people getting what they paid for? You know, like I, I you know, I think that yeah, everyone loves all the really great breakthrough things people are doing with stylization on on Mitchells and on Spider Verse and and um, and Arcane and those those kind of shows, and that's really making people go. Does everything have to be? fully lushly rendered and photorealistic is that better or is it <laughs> i doing this a lot but um <laughs> is that better than something that is just a a very um a, a stylistic choice you made to tell your story the best way absolutely i mean i think that needs to be the north star for any project whatever it is that you're working on most does it service the narrative is that the thing that made sense and the, the examples you gave yes they absolutely did but would that have made inside out a better movie no not not to me i mean i think that movie's pretty damn close to perfect um so that's something that i would just leave it alone and move on but do you ever i mean now you kind of have this thing that you're starting this is your first foot forward um where there's this I think a lot of first-time filmmakers, which neither one of you are, they want to show every trick they know how to do as a calling card to just make sure that they get to do it again at some point in time. Do you ever have that fear that you want to just show up and you know guns blazing and make sure that you can show everything you can do, or do you just want to uh, be a little bit more reserved with it? Well, I think you do. I think the instinct certainly is because you want to you want to show off as much as you can. But the great thing about what Brad uh, Lewis and and PJ Gunsager, founders of the Spire, have have built smartly is that a lot of the people that we just started with, like the base, I don't know, first ten to fifteen people that we hired, are all people like us that have been doing this for twenty, thirty plus years. You know, so you got people with a lot of experience that know enough to kind of calm down, realize, okay, we got a lot of. I know how to do that. We all know how to, let's just be, let's be smart about this. Let's not just dive in and start being all crazy because we can, there's no, you know, mom and dad aren't here so we can go crazy. Let's just <laughs> pace ourselves a bit here, you know? So I think that's sort of, yes, it, it is in there. I think we're all kind of excited because we're all in positions now where we, wow, we get to make whatever we want. This is kind of cool. Oh, we got this new tool to play with. Oh, that's cool. And, but we're also going, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, my experience, your experience says that we should do it this way. Let's just, let's be a little bit more, you know, structured about what we're uh, doing. And that's across the board, not just in the tech side, but certainly in the story and just developing how it's going to move, how, what the characters are saying and, and just all of that. It's just sort of, let's be a little bit more, let's make sure that we're not getting overly excited and diving in there and making something that we, you know, is, is just because we can you know yeah absolutely that makes perfect sense and i think that's the uh so <laughs> the if you were did it otherwise you might that you have to think of longevity and you know yeah. if you come out with that wrong impression it's something that 
can end a lot quicker than it probably should have. But I have a feeling the people you're working with, that's not going to be the case here. I mean, it's a poker hand in a way, right? I mean, you just, you might have great cards, but you don't necessarily go, oh, I'm all in and put all your chips in, and then, oh, uh, you know, and then you, you know, you hold on like, oh, I don't know. What, what do I have? And you don't want to show the two though. You don't want to lead with that. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You want people to hang out for the river. Yeah. I, I mean, to, to completely destroy yeah. a metaphor. You're not fooling anybody if you say, okay, how many cards you need? I need four. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, he doesn't have anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling anybody. So, I mean, I think we're we're kind of like, you know, just trying to be a little bit like, let's let's not throw everything out there that we know. Let's just, let's, let's, and I think, you know, we were speaking earlier. I mean, what Pixar, from my perspective, Sean was there, but from my perspective, watching Pixar build to where they came out with Toy Story, I mean, to me, that was really just a great way of doing it. They just let the work say who they were. So, and everything from Listerine commercials to, I mean, you tell me, Sean, you, there's a bunch of them, but when they would come out, you go, wow, what is that? Like, yeah. who did that? And then you find out, oh, that's them. And then they would do a short. And you go, oh, that's the same company. So you start to piece it together like, wow, they are really, and it was kind of cool and it was and it was not overly saying what they can do, but it said enough to make you just go, I want to know more about what they're doing. So then when they came into the loop about Disney, about doing Toy Story, and then the first sequence they show was the Army Men. I remember at a, at a company update, they showed that whole, and we were all just going, oh, my God, how come we're not doing that? It was, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. So it's it's a great way to sort of tease people to keep them coming and seeing what you're about and not giving everything up right out, right out of the gate. But again, even with that, Mike says that it's very nice. And it's but my perception of it, too, was that we all love Disney. We all try to take the best of what that studio was and over the years. And, and apply that to 3D, and so it was. It was that was a very uh, you know at, at some point, especially symbiotic relationship. Where we're like going, what can we use and, and emulate, and then what do we want to do that maybe we we couldn't do there, you know? So I don't know if it was so conscious. It was more just about um, the kind of awe and respect we had for Disney and their legacy, especially, you know. <laughs> muted of course um it's not uh, it's not unlike uh kurosawa and the westerns and like you know Ford <laughs> looking at these and saying they're influencing each other where it's just you know disney's looking at this thing and you're looking back at it and you're constantly making each other better at it and give you any example beatles and rolling stones whatever that thing is until you're just having people that are inspiring you is really important and just is there anything that you've seen in maybe the last five or 10 years that you weren't involved with that makes you say, Oh, okay. There's a lot of uncharted territory here. There's things that I still need to learn. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Sean mentioned it earlier. I mean, when I saw spider verse, I just kind of went, all right. Okay. That's, that's pretty dang. That's pretty damn good. I mean, look at that. That is just, every frame was beautiful. I mean, mm -hmm. It, and it, on every level, it was just sort of entertaining to watch for me, willing to watch it and wanting to watch it more and more like over and over again. It just visually, it was just stunning. And, and then, and, and just the story in itself was well told. And I, you know, so that one sticks out big time for me. And, and if I were just to roll back even further, the one that sort of stuck out to me as being a, a game changer in sort of how we treated CG films was, the first dragons film 
Yeah. They brought in Roger Deakins and Roger Deakins knew how to obviously you know, how to <laughs> light stuff. And in animation, we were always about, no, light the whole room. You got to see everything. And he was just like, make it dark. This is about the character. Get rid of all that. You know, um, and it was it was really eye opening to see like wow that that is like cinematography coming at me. In you know, I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I'm sorry, the shadow in that that I as soon as you said that it came to mind immediately. Yeah. Just yeah, you're absolutely right. sorry, Sean. No, no, I mean I'm excited to see. I mean Mike worked on Bad Guys, but it's coming out, and everyone's talking about how that's yeah. really different looking. So it'll be neat to see that. I mean my son's going to want to see that. So <laughs> that was and that was actually I mean pretty. I mean, I was in story on it early on and, and, and just hearing and watching them developing the, the, the attempted look that they wanted, that, that Pierre was going for, that, that sort of, and he grew up, he's French, so he grew up with French comic books, which, which are like phenomenal yeah. resources to have. And he loved anime and he loved that kind of look. So seeing him wanting that and trying to get that together and seeing that it was slowly kind of getting there, um, you know, I just thought, wow, this is going to be pretty cool if they can pull it off. And it, and from what I've seen now looking on the outside, looking in, it, it looks like they have. It's, uh, you know, and again, the process that he was setting up, you know, he was very good about trying to create a, a an environment where everybody can kind of cross over to each other, talk with each other, which is exactly what we are doing as a studio. He was able to do as a production within a bigger studio. So I think that is, and, and that, and that goes back to when I was at Disney in the 90s, that's what you used to do. You used to all go in there and, and you'd all talk about stuff, figure it out. If it took two days to do it, you took two days. You didn't just say, Oh, okay, we got to be done. And it has to move on. Come on, come on, come on. It was no, 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 it's not right yet. Let's make sure it's right before we move on. And, and I think that's just a, a, a thing that we all kind of crave now. I think with Spire, I think we're all kind of craving that, Hey, I can go over and talk to that guy in that department. I can go talk to her in her department. She can come talk to me. It's not like we're all siloed off and doing our jobs, you know? Oh, I think that's hugely important to have people that don't necessarily work exactly on what you're doing. That outsider perspective on it, showing fresh eyes on anything gives you a brand new worldview. It's I'm always impressed by people that are able to edit their own work because I don't even know how you can divorce yourself from material that you've been that familiar with for that long. It's just, no, that's a, that, that I, I'm not sure that that fully works. At least I can't get my head around that. So, <laughs> but, but where can people find out more information about Spire? What would be the best place to, so people can know what's going on and keep updated with you guys? Uh, probably, I mean, at our Spire website, you know, SpireAnimationStudios.com, I think it is. And um, and there's a career, careers page there. You know, we're, just, we're still staffing up. And then it has news on there, that, you know, the press. And so LinkedIn, there's always things popping up. Yeah, and, I think we're, and we're going to, I mean, hopefully in the coming year, we'll start expanding into the, I mean, social media platforms and just get ourselves out there as we start getting you know, stuff that we're not just, you know, us talking heads yapping on about. You can actually <laughs> stuff. You see it, it's really amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Like, see my hands moving? It's like this, but like yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it works. This is a audio medium for this one. So, I mean, talking about animation, sure. Your <laughs> hand gestures are totally helpful for that. So it works. Thank God. <laughs> 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate it. It was a pleasure to speak with both of you and best of luck with this because I'm, I'm excited for this first film. So I'm, uh, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks, Christopher. It's great. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah. Take care. Guys. Enjoy Sean, weekend. Because he used his illusion of life as a prop for his life. <laughs> <laughs> Foundation. 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 All that, yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. See you. Time enough to figure you out Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope